Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. It is me, the D, your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Friday. Friday, December 2nd, 2022. How's everybody doing out there today? It is a fabulous day here in the free state of Florida. I hope everyone else's day is uh, fantabulous also. And, um, woo, busy day today. Worked. Worked about nine and a half hours, came home, took a 20-minute nap, <laughs> mode, and now I'm here with you guys. You're welcome. So, uh, what are we going to talk about today? What's going on? Okay, so um, what we're going to do here today is uh, we're going to go into a more another topical um, situation. All right, you know, I'm going to... I'm gonna, occasionally do these topical storylines because I have I have stuff to say about these things and I want I want to take put my take on these things I think that uh, that my take on what is going to be said about the subject matter for today is <clears throat> is going to be different than what everybody else is saying I'm almost certain of that and the simple question is this, and this is the question I'm going to ask before we get into the mix here. Is Kanye West really crazy, or is his messaging off point? And I'll tell you what I mean by that in just a second. Before we get into this, um, I want to tell you about our other sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson watches. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. Please, guys, check them out. Today is the 2nd of December. You probably have a short amount of time to go ahead and get you something ordered for your wives or your husbands or your boyfriends or your girlfriends, whatever the case may be, your mom, your dad, whatever. Um, check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Make sure to use promo code DTOM at the checkout. And uh, <clears throat> so we'll get into the mix here. And um, basically, it's a situation of this. <sighs> Is Kanye West really crazy? Now, if you listen to any other podcast, if you watch any news station, you're going to hear... That he's losing his minds, he's off his meds, he's this, he's that, he's crazy. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know that he's crazy or if his messaging is wrong or if what he's trying to say isn't what he... How can I phrase this? He's, he's, he's right in the sense that I don't think he's... Uh, he's throwing around Jew too much because he's lambasting a an entire religion 
because of a certain sect of that religion, if that makes any sense. When he says the Jews and the news media catches hold, oh, Kanye said whatever about the Jew, Jewish people. He gets painted in these pictures. Look what happened with uh, Kyrie Irving. Same thing. Now, <clears throat> I am nowhere near a fan of LeBron James. But the other day, he came out and was losing his mind over the... Uh, now, I don't know the whole story behind the Jerry Jones situation, so I'm not really speaking about that. I don't know. I think it was a picture of him outside of a school or college or wherever he was at when they were trying to do... Um, you know, uh, segregate, not, uh, you know, when they were trying to desegregate the schools and get, you know, the black kids in with the white kids and whatever. And supposedly this picture from 19, whatever year it was, 60, whatever, popped up with Jerry Jones sitting there, you know, like, you know, whatever. I didn't see the picture, whatever, whatever, whatever. And LeBron was mad because everyone lost their shit over what happened with Kyrie and the tweet he made. Which he never even said anything. All he did was or tweet about or retweet or whatever. A movie. And I guess in the movie there's some depiction of Jewish people being bad people or whatever. Once again, whatever, whatever. Um, and, and to LeBron's point, he says, you know, everyone lost their shit over what Kyrie did. But no one's saying shit about what... Um, Jerry Jones did. Now, I guess you can make the argument that was 60-whatever years ago, blah, blah, blah. But I also say this. How many times have you seen celebrities that are celebrities now, but they made a tweet or they said made a post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, or in it were, you know, a photo 20, 30 years ago, you know, a tweet when they were in high school before they were famous, you know, where... They pay for it as a star. Oh, Kevin Hart said whatever when he was in, you know, high school. Before he was Kevin Hart. <laughs> right? And he had to apologize. You know? Um, so I understand where LeBron's coming from in that sense. It's like, Kyrie really didn't say anything. He just tweeted out a, a link to a movie or whatever about a movie. But no one's saying anything about Jerry Jones. You have a, a kid that was offered a scholarship for Florida for a quarterback, I guess, found caught on a Instagram or TikTok or whatever, rapping to a song, rapping. He didn't write the song. He's what I don't even know the name of the song, but whatever. He's rapping a song written by an artist that wrote this song. And, of course, in the song, it has the N-word. And he says the N-word, and, he, you know, they're videotaping him, and he's like, blah, 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 whatever, N-word. And uh, he loses his scholarship. And I think that's bullshit. I mean, these are kids making videos. And it's like, he wrote the song. <laughs> right? He's just singing the song that was written by whoever. So, what's the big deal? You know, I, I just, I think a lot of things get blown out of proportion but when when you say the things that like uh, Kanye saying he's just saying Jew the Jews you know <clears throat> run the contracts they run the movies they run the the music industry the sporting industry whatever I think he's misplaced in what he means by Jew okay now. If you guys recall, everyone knows, I'm sure everyone's, like I said before, most of y'all are probably in my age range. You're anywhere from 30 to 50, 60. I know we have a listener overseas. I think his name's Eric. He's a boomer, so I think as he described himself. Um, so you guys all know who Mel Gibson is, right? And back in the, you know, mid, late 80s, early 90s, you know, into the late 90s 2000s he was a uh, mel gibson he was huge right and he makes a movie um shit uh crap i can't think of the name of the movie now of course i just had it i was just reading about it but you know of course i have to uh i have to forget what i was doing of course i do of course i do 
Passion of the Christ. <laughs> it's what I do. Anyway, and in the movie, he depicted Jews in a bad way. I'm not going to give you the story of the movie. Um, actually, in doing a little research about what exactly happened with Mel Gibson, I was thinking, maybe I need to watch that movie, but nonetheless. Um, and it's the same situation where Mel Gibson's throwing the word Jews around. And you're painting the Jewish people, the average Jewish Jewish um, person, in a bad light. And this person, uh, I mean, you could go through and say the same thing about Christianity, Catholics. I mean, look at what look at what the Catholic religion did with the insurrections and all this stuff. We, you know, no religion is any better when it comes to what we when we try to push the religion on people on people that aren't of said religion, right? Um, so when you, when you paint with a broad brush and say the Jews, whatever, poor old, you know, the kosher deli guy down the street is like, what did I do? I'm just here cutting meat, you know what I'm saying? The people that just happen to be Jewish by birth, maybe they're not even staunch, you know, practicing Jews. They didn't do anything. It's a situation where I did a show, I did a two-part show called the Kazarian Mafia. I did this in late September, part one, and then early October was part two. If you guys haven't listened to those, I encourage you to please go back and listen to them. Um... And I think, and that's what I think, when, when, when Kanye and Mel Gibson and these other, you know, mainstream people say the word Jew, I think this is who they're talking about. Okay? And I'm going to explain to you why I think that. And, and if they don't know who or what the Kazarian Mafia is, that's why, because they are Jewish people. Now they're not; they don't represent all Jewish people, but they are Jewish people. I mean, I've even speculated <laughs> in talking to Chris, and what I'm about to say is not going to be a popular opinion. And I'm not denying that the Holocaust ever happened, but I question whether or not Hitler. Okay, and this is going to kind of blend in with what Kanye was saying. So the other day he was on Alex Jones. Okay. And uh, I don't have this. I have a clip from that show, but that's I'm not going to play that one just yet. But there was another one. I should have had it also. But nonetheless, where he said uh, he liked Hitler. Kanye said this. And uh, Alex Jones was saying stuff about um, about Hitler being whatever. And and uh, essentially, Kanye just blurted out, I like Hitler. You know? And... Um, of course, you know, that blew up the freaking internet. And it's like, you know, they're calling him Kanye Hitler. They're calling him whatever. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying I like Hitler. Now, don't get me wrong with what I'm about to say. But let me see if this is the clip here. Be called that and demonized. Well, I, I, see, I, I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew, I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me, you can love, um, you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts, and you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. So that's that kind of stuff is what's really gotten him in hot water. And he's just explaining that everybody brings something to the table, right? Even though they might do bad things. Now, my take on Hitler is this. If my thesis of the Kazarian Mafia is correct. And this started back in the 1600s in what is now known as the Ukraine, which is what I feel the whole Ukrainian-Russia thing is about. 
And I'm not going to get into the details of that. If you want to listen to the show, it's on part one. Um, was Hitler... <laughs> okay. As the story was told to us, Hitler went through different countries and eradicated the Jews, put them on train, sent them to Auschwitz, and threw them in the ovens, right? That's the just the Cliff Notes version of the story. And you remember hearing stories, and we even talked about it during when COVID was at its highest, and we talked about, you know, people telling on each other. I said, well, you remember in Europe, that's how it was. You had Jews telling on Jews. And it never really made sense to me. If you're a Jew and I'm a Jew, then why would you tell on me? Why would you tell the German soldiers that I'm there? Right? We're, we're in this together. We're both Jews. So why is your Judaism better than my Judaism? And then you hear the argument, well, Hitler was a Jew, so why was Hitler a Jew? And he's killing Jews, and, and you had Jews telling on Jews. It doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense. But I think the people that wrote the history books, and we, as we all know, history is written by the winners— they wrote the story that they wanted to tell. No one ever asked the question, if Hitler, a Jew, was killing Jews with the aid of Jews, what? And that's where my thought process goes into. What if he was one of two things, whether he was Kazarian Mafia and he was trying to eradicate the, 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 the bloodline, the non-bloodline Jews, or vice versa. What if he was a, a Jew, but he wasn't a Kazarian Jew? And he was trying to eradicate Europe of the Kazarians. Now, that is an interesting question. That probably will have to be a show for another day. I'll have to do some digging into that because that's just a thought. That's something that I've talked about with Chris. And, I'm, and it's not a situation like, oh, Hitler had it right. I'm not saying that. I'm just asking the question. And you can, you can go back to what Kanye said, and it's like, Hitler did. I don't know about the microphone thing. I don't know about that. But as far as the highway thing is, that's why we have highways in this country now. For those of you that don't know, prior to World War II, we didn't have uh, inter interstates. You had your local highway. So people that are familiar with Florida, you know, we have I-75, I-95, I-4, I-10, right? Those didn't exist Back in the fifth, in the early fifties, prior, you know, I say prior to World War II, it didn't really take place until Eisenhower was president, and he he enacted the uh, Interstate Act. Those those interstates did not exist seventy years ago. Okay, you had your local highways. Your in this area, Highway ninety two, Highway sixty, Highway, um, you know. Those 27s, um, those types of highways, if I don't know other little state highways in other countries, or I'm sorry, other states. But um, those, that idea came from Hitler. Hitler installed interstates in Germany. Why? The purpose of the interstate system in America and in Germany was to enable, in, in times of war, enable troop movement throughout the country. Okay, you ever notice how all these interstates end up somewhere, right? They end up at oceans for the most part. Okay, probably end up at some ports for the most part. Just think about it. The idea was in time of war and if we were being invaded and we needed to move troops from one part of the country to another, one part of a state to another, you needed a clear path. You needed a big open area to be able to do so. How do you do that? You close the highways, you can move tanks and whatever other uh, artillery through those passageways. That idea came from Germany, came from Hitler. I don't see everyone protesting highways. Um, so once again, um, people misconstrue what he said because he, he sounds... Like he's losing his mind and that he's crazy. But I think it's just his messaging. I think he's right about a lot of the things he's saying. It's just the words he's using are wrong. Because he's, like I said, he's painting with a broad brush. 
And like, here's another example. So he, uh, on the same show with Alex Jones, uh, <laughs> he's on set and he has a, uh, some props. So he, I'll play the clip here. He pulls a, like a little, like a net you would use in an aquarium and a, a bottle of Yoohoo. And, uh, this is what he talks That's about. The ADL. They are going to have to list it up. What we did is we brought Netanyahu with us. Ah. <laughs> I mean, this is, I'm in the twilight zone right now. Netanyahu, what do you have to say? What do you have to say to Alex Jones right now, Nick Fuentes? Now, and it's very important for you to listen to what he says. It was bad. It was bad for Trump to meet with Nick and Yay. Okay. Okay, now. I had no idea your voice is. Now, Alex Jones is like, what the hell? But you got to think, Alex Jones has said some crazy shit that ended up being true. Right? It was in his messaging. Everyone thought Alex Jones was crazy. Alex Jones is sitting here shaking his head like, what the hell? That's, this dude's crazy. Motherfucker, you said crazier shit. You said frogs were being ho were homosexual and they putting stuff in the water to make the frogs gay and da-da-da. And then 10 years later, shit came out to be true. But when he said it, everyone looked at Alex Jones like he was freaking nuts. And I've always said that about half of the things Alex Jones proclaims ends up being true. The Sandy Hook thing, the whole thing he said about Sandy Hook, he wasn't 100% wrong, but his messaging was. The words he used. It's going to sound like that, Netanyahu. Now listen to what Kanye says here at the end. So you don't like Benjamin Netanyahu? <laughs> I, just, I, I just heard about this guy two weeks now ago listen. since like the tweet, and I thought he had a funny name. I heard he's like really into like, he's like a super killer. I could die for saying this. So in case this is the last time you ever hear from me. <laughs> well, look, 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 look. So ha, 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 ha. I heard he was a super killer. So if this is the last time you ever hear from me. Okay. So you think, okay, well, Benjamin Netanyahu, right? BB Netanyahu, whatever you want to call him. Now, so that, that clip, say whatever you want about what Kanye West said and the way he's acting. I'm telling you right now when I say this, he is not wrong. What he's wrong about is the messaging. It's the way he's saying It's not even the way he's saying it. It's the words he's using. He makes a joke. He brings a little fishing net and a little yoo-hoo. Oh, I'm, you know, uh, I'm Benjamin Netanyahu, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I don't know. He's a super killer. Right? I'll probably get killed for saying this. And then he goes on to say, if I die, right? Ha, 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 ha. But I think he wasn't joking. So I started thinking about this. I was like, well, shit. Let me dig into Bibi Netanyahu. And this is what I found. Are you guys ready? I don't think you are. Bibi Netanyahu is the operational head of the Kazarian Mafia. That's right. So back to the Kazarian Mafia. Okay. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm going to go through this right here. This is nothing that I told you guys before. So I encourage you, please, if you haven't listened to it, September 21st, I think it was, Kazarian Mafia Part 1. And then about two weeks later, a week later, um, beginning of October, Kazarian Mafia 2. And I really talked about the history of the Kazarian Mafia. And I told you in those episodes there was going to be more to come as I found it. Well, here we go. So, the Kazarian Mafia is a worldwide organized crime syndicate that has deeply infiltrated and hijacked the political institutions in this country right here. And all over the world for that matter. And the Kazarian Mafia has gained control over the U.S. Congress and the last several administrations and manipulated America into fighting Israel's wars in the Mid Mideast, Middle East, using all kinds of crafty, covert operations, including their nuclear attack on 9-11. Now, the last several administrations, that would include Trump. And I'm working on a show about Jared Kushner because there's something about him that just doesn't sit right with me 
And I've said this before, and we've talked about Trump. Is Trump a good guy? Is Trump a bad guy? Is Trump the guy we need? I don't know. Is Ron DeSantis the guy we need? I don't know. I mean, I say actions speak louder than words. Okay? And as president, Trump did great. He might not have talked the right way and said the right things, but he did a good job. And as a governor, DeSantis is doing a great job. So, whatever. I think the biggest problem with Trump, Trump's presidency, I should say, <coughs> was his personnel choices. And I'm not even just talking about like the John Boltons and those types of things. I'm talking about family members that he involved. He's a very trusting person. I recall a video he did where he was giving a press conference and this, this lady, black lady, steps up and asks about working in the White House or whatever, and he gives her an interview right there and essentially hired her. Now, I don't know if it was a pandering thing because she was black and he's being called racist and whatever, whatever, but let's say she got hired and she, she was working in the White House. You know, I mean, is he really doing his due diligence? Does he feel like he has a feel for people? But I think you can be fooled. Anyway, so, um, you know, in the last, those two shows where I talked about Kazarian Mafia, I talked about the hidden history in which, uh, for the most part, has been wiped clean from libraries and history books and is not taught in the collegiate history classes. And that's why I believe you have certain uh, celebrities, whether you want to talk about Mel Gibson or, or uh, Kanye West, that they just say the Jews. The Jews are doing this, that, and the other thing. This is who they're talking about. Okay? And the reason not too many people know anything about the Kazarian Mafia is because of this. And I told you this in the in the show back in September that you can't find... I mean, you can find it if you look. If you know what you're looking for, you can find it. But it's not in the history books. Now, it's obvious that the Gazarian Mafia leadership is very crafty and specializes in infiltrating and using other groups for cover, especially those based on various popular religions. The Gazarian Mafia are the world's top experts in infiltrating and hijacking any political movement, cause, or religion, and they have done some of their best, most successful espionage through infiltration and perversions of religions like Judaism, Christianity, and some parts of Islam. Their massive success infiltra uh, infiltrating Christianity in America to form Christian Zionism, which is the complete abrogation of the New Testament and what Jesus taught and completely ignores Revelations 2, uh, chapter 2, 9, through, um, and chapter 3, 9, where um, fake Judas are discussed. Um, the Gazarian Mafia in infiltration and hijacking of Judaism is legendary, although their style of Judaism is not actually the real Torah Judaism, but is all, but is uh, clearly false form, which is actually best referred to as Babylonian uh, Talmudism, also known as Baal worship. Now, this is important. Baal worship, which is also the worship of Moloch, the Al, or most accurately known as the synagogue of Satan. Now, why does that sound familiar? Baal worship, right? Worship of Moloch, right? Where have we heard that before? So every summer in July, the top leaders of the Gazarian Mafia and their subjects meet at the Bohemian, uh, Bohemian Bohemian Grove in the Redwood Forest near San Francisco, California to discuss and decide USG policies from the upcoming year. It's a fact that many of the high-level USG policies are actually negotiated here against the backstop of child sacrifice rituals, including notorious cremation of care and an intermittent stream of homosexual and pedoph pedoph <laughs> shit. Pedophil pedophilic Pedoristolic <laughs> orgies. I, I tried to say this word earlier and I couldn't say it. Pedophilic. Pedophilic? There you go. Um, orgies. Uh, 
So where have we heard that before? Alex Jones himself, right? Didn't he infiltrate the Bohemian Grove? We saw videos. If you've ever seen these videos, you know what I'm talking about. Big-ass owl, 20, 30-foot tall thing. You've, we've heard of presidents, ex-presidents, congressmen, senators, um, world leaders from other countries going to this thing to do this. So it kind of makes sense now, doesn't it? If you have presidents and ex-presidents and future presidents and Congress people, and I, I think it's a, a guy thing. I don't even think women go, to be honest with you, but whatever. Um, senators, um, heads of, of other countries, uh, business leaders, you know, Bill Gates, um, Fucking uh, the dude from Facebook, whatever his name is for life, man, I can't think of it. That's what I do, guys. I, I'm sorry. I, I know names and I forget names because I'm focused on the situation. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then his name's Mark Zuckerberg. See, I knew it would come to me sooner or later. <laughs> but um, those types of people, leaders of industry from all over the world, not just not just here in this country, go to this thing. Why? To discuss the ESG. And it's not even that they're planning anything. They're being told. The Kazarian Mafia leadership is there. Who is that? Well, Benjamin Netanyahu is obviously the, the one of them. He's one of the operational uh, head of the, of the Kazarian Mafia. Hopefully, as we do more digging and, and searching, we'll find out the rest of the names to that. Um. So, what is the unimaginable evil lurking behind Babylonian Talmudism? Some call this Babylonian Talmudism secret Satanism or the Luciferianism of the super elites or those who refer to themselves as the Illuminati, the Circle of Twelve, or the Disciples of Satan. Like it or not, it's, you know, it's a simple fact that every time the Gazarian Mafia actually runs most USG institutions, including the U.S. Congress, the Judiciary, and the Supreme Court. The five of the nine justices known to have been bribed and owned by the Kazarian Mafia. And that's an interesting point because you hear about, you know, Trump got the three um, justices in. That's great, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they vote against stuff that, that he might back or Republicans might back. What the fuck? I got those people in. They're supposed to be conservative. They're supposed to be whatever. They're supposed to be. Well, I mean, we've always suspected John Roberts was up to no good. It makes sense now, doesn't it? We now know for certain from U.S. Intel wiretaps that these five were illegally influenced to make unconstitutional and criminal infamous citizen United decisions which allowed foreign-based Kazarian Mafia crime kingpins such as Sheldon Adelson to fully support the re-election re efforts of, of numerous Republicans. And I, once again, like I've said before, it's not about Republican and Democrat. Those, those R's and D's don't matter. These, this, these people are crazy. They're evil. You might have a couple of good people on either side, but for the most part, it's a big club. What is it, George Carlin? It's a big club, and you're not in it. We now know for certain that the U.S. Congress is owned and operated by the Kazarian Mafia through its kingpins and cutouts. How do we know this for certain? Um, so John Bonner, when he was uh, the head of the, was he Senate? I'm trying to think. Speaker, yeah, Speaker of the House. Okay, so he was Speaker of the House at one point. Violated his oath of office and the Logan Act and committed treason when he enveered Bibi Netanyahu to speak in front of U.S. Congress. We now know that the Speaker of the House, John, uh, John Bonner, violated his oath of office and the Logan Act. Bonner invited Bibi Netanyahu to speak in front of Congress, independent of the President of the United States, and traveled to Israel to help Israel block the U.S. negotiations with Iran regarding their peaceful use of nuclear power. Um, and that's another thing. It's a very confusion, confusing situation. So John, uh, John Bonner was the Speaker of the House. And then this situation happened. 
And then he retired, if you recall. And it's very interesting that, you know, I never even, I never even um, thought about that. That, you know, whatever did happen to him, that he just kind of retired, you know. And, uh, you know, he was the head of Republican, the Republican uh, Congress now is, is, is uh, Kevin McCarthy right now or about to be or whatever. <sighs> he wasn't terribly old when he retired. Just, you know, I'm going to retire. So it makes you wonder if this had anything to do with that. Um, so it's clear, it's a clear violation of his oath of office and the Logan Act and also can be easily viewed as treason against America for aiding Israel. Um, who we now know for certain is a real, is a real, even if covert, co covert enemy of the United States because, you know, it was part of the 9-11, uh, situation according to a rock-solid smoking gun U.S. intel, which has now been accessed. And uh, the 47 U.S. congressmen who wrote an authorized letter of their own to Iran stating that Iran could expect any agreement to be later retracted by the new Congress. And they sent this letter because Netanyahu asked them to. Of course, so much of their money perks and high-paying aid jobs, as well as their offshore set-aside allocation, comes from the AIPAC. PAC, I don't know exactly what that is, and like that, they are realized that if they don't comply with Netanyahu's wish wishes, their Israel money uh, spigot will be cut off. Let me see if I can figure out what that is. So AIPAC, some some kind of pact, I'm sure. American Israel Public Affairs Committee. So it's an American Israel pact. So there you go. I don't know if it, uh, let's see. I don't think it specifies. <laughs> $77 million in revenue. Interesting. <coughs> and that's the thing with PACs. And not just these guys, but all PACs. That's, that's what happens. These congressmen, these senators, they are run by these PACs. Um, what exactly is Bohemian Talmudism, which is the operating philosophy of the Kazarian Mafia's chieftains? Some experts who have studied Babylonian Talmudism have also referred to it as the synagogue of Satan, or the ancient black arts or Babylonian money magic, the sleight of hand, black magic art of making money from nothing and charging others pernicious usury which should have been their theirs to start with it was um president george w mcgillicuddy i'm sorry i was looking at something it was president george washington that warned that freemasonry was being infiltrated and hijacked by satanists who were using it as a cover and now we know that this trend continued until freemasonry at all high levels was completely hijacked by the Kazarian Mafia, who is now using it as a cover and as a means to obtain political favors and special privileges from other Freemasons in high positions. So, you know, that does make you wonder. We talked about Freemasons, and I told you my grandfather was a very high-level Freemason. Um, were they infiltrated by the Kazarian Mafia or the Illuminati? under the guides of it being kind of like a men's club type thing. I don't know. But the Kazarian Mafia's infiltration of a religion is not limited to Judaism. Kazarian, uh, Kazarian Mafia chieftains have also infiltrated and hijacked much of Christianity. And this infiltration has produced what is best referred to Christian Zionism, which is actually a false form of Christianity based on several well-placed big lies. The first big lie is those um, Judaks living in Israel are the brothers and sisters, relatives of Jesus Christ, and therefore all Christians must submit to them as God's chosen people. Of course, 
We now know that there are many problems with this claim of Israel's being directly related to Jesus of Nazareth. Why? Because recent peer review, John Hopkins genetic research, shows that approximately 97.5 of those Judax living in Israel have absolutely no ancient Hebrew blood, while approximately 80% of Palestines do actually have real ancient Hebrew blood. So we now know for certain that the Israel, um, Israeli Judax are not Semites at all, but are Khazarians and as as Kiza, as Keniza, I don't know, from Eastern Europe. <laughs> While most Palestines are true Semites, this means that Israelis are the world's biggest anti-Semites and have no ancestral right. To any land in Palestine at all, while the Palestines do have an ancestral right to all of Palestine. Khazarian Mafia chieftains also have infiltrated and hijacked some of Islam too. But it doesn't stop there. Khazarian Mafia chieftains have also infiltrated and hijacked some of Islam, notably Wahhabism, through the Saudi royal family, which admits on their website to have Judac origins. Consequently, Saudi Arabia has been accused of being one of the most backward, anti-woman, savage nations in the world and a major supporter of Israeli gladio-style false flag terror ops. Is this what the Khazarian Mafia and chieftains um, can do when they have complete power over people using religion as a cover for their incredible fascist and totalitarianism and they are backed by the Rothschild Khazarian Mafia banksters with the unlimited elastic ability to manufacture all so-called money, they need to buy up and collect most politicians and government officials. Um, why has the Gazarian Mafia been so successful infiltrating and hijacking the United States of America and so many other nations around the world? Those inside the Gazarian Mafia at the top have claimed that they are so successful and powerful because their god, Lucifer, a.k.a. Baal or Moloch, has anointed them with um, power in exchange for submitting to his will by doing human sacrifices to him and in um, engaging in various depopulation methods to minister death to the masses in order to cull and purify the human race by the survival of the fittest. But we now know for certain that much of the Khazarian Mafia's success infiltrating and hijacking comes from a canny ability to be two-faced. But the real power comes from their illegal, unconstitutional, fraudulent RICO practices of Babylonian money, ma Babylonian money magic. <coughs> Excuse me. This is the money power that gained from hijacking the U.S. monetary pro production and, and distribution system and setting up over 90% of the central banks of, of the world as their private fiefdom. They have used fiat imaginary money lent to change um, captive suckers at pernicious usury and make vast profits from their money changing. In order to infiltrate um, the use of groups um, as successfully as it has been able to do for many centuries, the Kazarian Mafia chieftains have used their uncanny ability to be two-faced, the rare ability to be remarkably politically expedient is the best referred to as Janus principle, where an outward benevolent uh, people uh, carrying face is displayed in public, but is associated with a deep-seated, soulless, anti-human evil that is so great it is unimaginable to be to most humans who have souls. Benjamin Netanyahu is the operational head of the Gazarian Mafia and had a long history with the K, as a KGB agent before the Soviet Union collapsed. When the Soviet Union collapsed because of astute, ingenious efforts by the by Ambassador. Lee Wanta, many of the Russian Judek KGB men who were high-ranking Kazarian Mafia were no longer tr controlled by the Bolsheviks in Russia. They moved their base of control to Israel, which was set up as a covert uh, Bolshevik nation on behalf of the Rothschilds.
In fact, the Rothschilds paid for the construction of the Gnesset, which has um, architecture filled with Freemasonry symbols and designs. Actually, the Rothschilds-Kazarian Mafia was the original source of Bolshevism, which is nothing more than a covert Babylonian Talmudism expressed uh, um, expressed as racism and mal mal malignant. You know, you would think someone that has a malignant tumor could say the word malignant. Now, here we are, <laughs> Judac tribalism, and uh, one trait that these Kazarian ma uh, mafia Bolsheviks have is an unforgiving vengeance to destroy forever the uh, any group that has ever crossed them. This is all they live for. That is to get revenge against their enemies who are all Christians, Islamic, and who they secretly refer to as Goyim, which means cattle to be slaughtered. The Kazarian Mafia intergenerational uh, desire for uh, final extreme revenge against any group that ever crosses them, no exceptions. As we mentioned, as I talked about before, the Kazarian Mafia, Rothschild Kazarian Mafia, I should say, extracted extreme revenge against Russia in 1970 when they began the world's largest bloodletting spree of torture, rape, and mass murder. During the Bolshevik regime in Russia, they uh, proceeded to mass murder an estimated 100 million innocent Russian citizens, including the Tsar and his whole family, including his children. It is a known fact that historically the Rothschilds, Kazarian Mafia's number one hated group, like the Babylonian Talmudism, is Christians all over the world, but especially in America. Islamics follow in a close second place for Kazarian Mafia genocidal targeting. And then the Kazarian Bolshevik kingpins looted Russia with all its wealth, including its gold, silver, artwork, and jewelry, which have not been recovered or had reparations paid to the surviving Russians even to this very day. To this very day, these same Kazarian Mafia, a.k.a. the Synagogue of Satan, these families hold that immense wealth. Hopefully someday the Russians can get it all back as reparation from the Kazarian Mafia chieftains. Highly unlikely, though. Now, many Judaks continually harp about what they refer to as the Holocaust in Europe in World War II. Translated from Old English roots, Holocaust actually means fiery sacrifice to Lucifer. So, no, there were not six million Judaks who died in Nazi forced labor camps because actual Red Cross official records show about 200,000 died of disease at the end of the war. Uh, mostly typhus and starvation because of the supply lines had been bombed out by the Allies. Babylonian uh, Talmudic Kazarians ran the Armenic genocide, which has been suppressed from the history books and buried from the public. I had a video here, but it was deleted. Shocking, right? And now, for the first time, we have heard, we have hard evidence that the Turkish genocide is of uh, one and a half million Armenians from 1915 to 1919, which involved <clears throat> the crucifixion of young Armenian girls while alive with nails through their wrists and feet, was run by the Babylonian Talmudics. Veterans Today editor Mike Harris has uncovered new evidence on his hidden history, which like Mike's, uh, like so many other Secret crimes of the Kazarian Mafia has been excised from history books and libraries to protect the Kazarian Mafia to complete disclosure of its pure inhumanity and complete savagery and genocidal activities. The Kazarian Mafia set up the Nazi work camps to provide free labor at gunpoint for kidnapped middle-class low Judaks in order to generate vast war profits for their associated international corporations to set up mind control triggers, worse um, <clears throat> to deflect any possible criticism against their cutouts and assets who would mind control Judaks who drank their uh, Kool Aid. So, you know, this is basically saying that I was 
I was flip-flop. So, and I guess, essentially, if the Gazarian Mafia set up the work camps, with that, I guess that would mean that Hitler was working with the Gazarians, essentially. Um, see, my thought process was flipped. I thought he was trying to eradicate the Gazarians, but it seems like he was working for them. But it still begs to ask, why would some Jews tell on other Jews? Not so much the Hitler-Jewish aspect of it. That could have been a bloodline situation. Because I think I, I mentioned in one of the shows about the pure, I can't remember the word they used, but the pure blood Jew versus the other Jewish people. And that could have been the situation there. These Nazi forced laborers to work camps were set up by the Kazarian Mafia associated by um, um, large international corporations to make vast profits for the Rothschild banksters and to create a permanent backstop to any criticisms of their cutouts and frontmen working through Judaism. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Yes, the Kazarian Mafia chieftains were very crafty and created these two mind control triggers, the Holocaust and anti-Semitism, to immediately stop any and all criticisms of Judax who would serve their Kazarian Mafia needs all over the world in years to come. Yes, it's a terrible thing for all the rich, connected, Kazarian Mafia-related Judax to leave Germany before the war and in the middle class and poor Judax were left to be kidnapped at gunpoint and taken to war camps where they were forced to serve the Nazi war machine. As bad as this was, remember that this was all set up by top Judax who sold out to the Rothschild Kazarian Mafia. And when you consider that approximately 75 million were killed in World War II, the number 200,000 is only a fraction of the evil done. The Russian Bolsheviks, which invaded Germany at the end of World War II, were mostly Kazarian Judax and unleashed a bloody savage savagery of rape, torture, and mass murder, which is unimaginable to most. Do not forget that when Russian soldiers, who were mostly Kazarian Bolshevik Judax, invaded uh, Germany at the end of the war, did, did the same thing that the Rothschild Judax Judak Bolsheviks did when they took over Russia in 1917. According to the Bolshevik invasion, they committed mass rape, torture, and a murder spree that was so evil it is almost unimaginable. At the end of World War II, these Babylonian Talmudic Kazarian monsters invaded Germany, and it was a repeat of the Bolshevik Red Terror, this time against the German people instead of the Russian Christians. Folks, they viewed as Christian Goyim. This is um, this was a repeat of the Armenian rape and slaughter fest from 1915 to 1919, also done by the Rothschild Kazarian Mafia and the Bolshevik Re Revolution. It is pretty obvious that the uh, Roth Rothschild Kazarian Bolsheviks are not real humans because they have shrunken frontal lobe areas, which are so small they cannot contain a soul, and they have no conscience and function like two-faced pure sociopaths committed to destroying every human society and all Goyim. Here's a short video clip. I don't have a short video clip because it was erased. Um, let me skip down. So, is the same Kazarian Mafia families which have infiltrated and hijack America and want to do the same to us and our family members are transforming, transforming America into Israel? police state. Their new Gaza 2, the world's largest open-air prison camp in the war. I mean, sorry, in the world. The um, These Kazarian Mafia then planned to make Americans the new Palestine, uh, I'm sorry, new Palestinians and finish asset stripping us of our wealth, real estate, and possessions and systematically and progressively mass murder 90% of us, retaining about 10% for their mind-controlled serfs. Now, think about this. Now, as crazy as what I just said sounds, replace the words. We've talked about the WEF. We've talked about Klaus Schwab. We've talked about George Soros. We've talked about these people. We've talked about these things, about culling the herd. We've talked about BlackRock and the banking situation. We've talked about the, the Rothschilds. The words you don't talk about are the Kazarian Mafia. <clears throat> we've talked about 
stripping us of our wealth. You'll own nothing and like it, right? Isn't that the UF's uh, motto? You have BlackRock rolling into these cities, buying up all this uh, land, or not land, but houses. You'll own nothing and like it. You'll rent. So what if the WEF, Klaus, Soros, BlackRock, all these situations that we talk about, we know they are part of the machine. They are part of the Kazarian Mafia and the Rothschilds operating. They're being told to do this. And it's and it, everyone has a job. So you have Soros. His, his purpose in life is to get crooked-ass DAs elected to create chaos, to have crazy-ass, you know, all the crime and all the stuff you see on TV. And then you have everything you see on TV being able to be seen on TV. Why? To spread fear. And I don't care if it's Fox or CBS, NBC, CNN, whatever. I don't care. Their purpose is all the same, to spread fear, Right? To get you to move out of these cities and states and areas. Why? So you can sell your house. You can short sell your house. You can quick sell your house. You might not worry about selling it to, you know, the nice couple trying to raise a family. You might just sell it to sell it and get the hell out of Dodge. Right? Um, let me see how much more I got here. I can finish reading this. It's be a few. So let's not forget about the two main dead humans from all the Middle East wars from which Israel, uh, Israeli Judax are responsible for by manipulating the U.S. Congress, the U.S. people, and the U.S. administration to fight on behalf of Israel for the Rothschilds, Kazarian Mafia, and use on our, our American soldiers in Israeli cannon fodder to be ex- expended <coughs> excuse me, in their wars to create a greater Israel state. i got to get a drink. All right. It was the Rothschilds because Aryan Mafia. God bless. I don't know if we'll be able to go on. All right. Let's see if we can do this. It was the Rothschilds because Aryan Mafia controlled Babylonian uh, Talmudic Judaism, also known as Bolshevism, or malignant Judaic tribalism, which has been responsible for over uh, 1.79 million deaths in the last century alone. Perhaps for the last time for the whole world to focus on these deaths were a group that truly responsible, the Rothschild-Kazarian Mafia. Do not forget that the Rothschild-Kazarian Mafia agenda for the United States and the American public was clearly articulated by Bibi Netanyahu in 1990 at Fink's Bar in, Ju- in Jerusalem. As the following transcripts from his voice recording will show, this recording was witnessed by senior intel officials who were surveilling him. <clears throat> um, keep in mind, this is a common knowledge among senior intel field officials from many intel agencies around the world. Bibi Netanyahu is an operational leader of the Kazari Mafia. He is very hands-on intel leader and has a long history of closely handling Mossad um, agents and key assets in Satanism deployed in America to do espionage against America and Americans. Many of these Mossad's agents and key assets of Saiyanism are sheep-dipped and embedded deep within the American institutions of government, including the U.S. Congress, the administration, as well as major universities and so-called non-profit think tanks. Consider these words of the racist subhuman operative leader of the Rothschilds Kazarian Mafia, which were captured on take. So I'm going to read this. This is a transcript of what he said. If we get caught, they will just replace us with a person of the same cloth, so it doesn't matter what you do. America is the gold calf, and we will suck it dry, chop it up, and sell it off piece by piece until there is nothing left but the world's biggest welfare state that we will create and control. Why? Because it's God's will. And America is big enough to take the hit so we can do it again and again and again. This is what we do to countries that we hate. We destroy them very slowly and make them suffer for refusing to be our slaves. So, in conclusion, note 
to American military and American police, whom most are now trained by the ADL as an anti-terror occupational force. When will you wake up and stop allowing yourselves to be used as Gazarian Mafia cannon fodder to slaughter enemies of Israel? Why die for worse than nothing? An evil international organized, organized crime cabal. Why subject yourself to maiming, death, and the lifetime of disability of the world's largest criminal enterprise? Face the fact that if you fought in the Middle East, you are fighting for Israel and the Gazarian Mafia, not America. And the Gazarian Mafia and Israel were using you as their cannon fodder instead of for their own, of their own. You have been easily tricked to fight for Israel by, by, with big USG lies, false narratives, and Kazarian Mafia propaganda. And it's time you stop being conned. <clears throat> How much better it would be to deploy to protect America's borders and to fight the drug cartel and human traffickers who infiltrate them on behalf of the Kazarian Mafia. Our founding fathers believed that American soldiers should never be sent in foreign entanglements to fight other people's wars. This must stop now, and we must be clear about who our real enemy is and understand that this enemy, the Gazarian Mafia, is within our gates of America and has infiltrated and hijacked Congress and the USG. We sent, uh, when sent to fight Israel's wars in the Middle East, once stationed in a battlefield, naturally those citizens in the countries you have invaded will try to kill as many American soldiers as possible. Wouldn't you do the same if someone invaded your nation and use anonymous aerial bombings and mass murders, hundreds and thousands of your innocent women and children, and destroy your infrastructure? Of course. Once these American soldiers are killed, it's a moot point. <clears throat> Their fellow soldiers become highly motivated to kill or be killed, thus escalating the conflict like the uh, Hatfield and McCoy blood feud of 1863 to 1891. Soon, most American soldiers thus deployed in the Middle East are fully mind-controlled to believe they have the right to be there and are moral policemen of the world when they are nothing but mind-controlled cannon fodder for the Zari Mafia and the Israelis. When they come home wounded, maimed, and disabled from all the depleted uranium, they are treated poorly by the VA disarmed through trickery and malpractice of the VA. Many cannot find work, and many become homeless and divorced and abandoned. And they even admit to some PTSD syndromes to a manipulative, twisted VA doctor, then their constitutional rights to own any guns is legally taken from them, and they are prescribed a cocktail of drugs and have a high incidence of producing suicidal ideation and actual suicides by mid, uh, middle, uh, middle Eastern vets, Mideast, you know. The VI is running a covert cleanup job for the Gazarian Mafia and Israelis to make sure returning vets who need help get no real help, and everything possible is done to ruin their lives and make them second-class citizens unless they remain true believers in the Kazarian Mafia-run U.S. big lies, false narratives, and propaganda. The mind control and treatment of American soldiers is, of course, no criminal and anti-human. It is astounding. And the scum that are doing this to our fine soldiers who have been conned and taken advantage of must be brought to justice along with the rest of the two-faced Kazarian Mafia agents, assets, and operatives in America. <clears throat> The way that American soldiers have been lied to, conned, mind-controlled, and used the Kazarian Mafia cannon fodder is absolutely disgusting, and the Americans should be furious about it, especially American soldiers. When will American soldiers wake up, start refusing these to follow these illegal, unconstitutional orders to enact crimes, war crimes, and crimes against humanity? When will you refuse to invade foreign nations who never attacked us at all? If American troops who fought in the middle in the Mideast wars over Israel ever wake up and understand um, what their own USG have done to them on behalf of the Kazarian Mafia in Israel, 
using them as cannon fodder, there will be hell to pay. The American soldiers will refuse to fight in any more illegal wars in mass. If you were ordering, if you were ordered to attack and disarm Americans, you will refuse to do your duty. We, the people, according to our constitutional oath, by defending us from the two-faced Babylonian Talmudic Kazarian mafia infiltrators and inhuman soulless monsters that we walk that walk among us and pretend they care about us when they serve the Rothschild Kazarian mafia empire of evil only and only want to assist strip tyrannize imprison torture disarm then mass murder their victims like they are doing to the Palestinians all right all right, guys. Well, that's all I got. And of course, my wife's going to call me right at the fucking end of the goddamn show. And uh, you guys, <laughs> sorry about that. You guys, uh, follow us on social media. Check us out at um, Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and um, TikTok. Check out our drink videos. And then go to our website at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And please, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on please share this with your friends and make sure you uh subscribe to the show so you won't miss any shows and uh, like i said keep sharing this with your friends and people that you think would find this stuff interesting and uh just let's just keep doing this man other than that you guys have a great friday it is december 2nd 2022 and i am your host don q you guys have a great day and i will talk to you again on uh monday see ya